of the living geek. Okay. You know, it's been a while. And I think it's been, you know, some might say it's been too long, Jim. Since since we've had uh, an actual episode on on the air, and yeah. uh, and um, you know I I oh, yeah. some might have even said that we've given up. Some might not even. I mean, we may not even have any listeners, and they're just like, what? <laughs> uh, with that being said, though, welcome to Drunkcast. I'm your host, Joel. I'm Jim. We're back, bitches. We are back, bitches. Oh, yeah. And in full effect and, and full drink. Oh, bitch. So, Jim. Yeah. Even though I've been there for, like, most of it, let's catch let's catch everybody up at home uh, to what we've been up to. Well, um... When was our last episode? Our last episode was the beginning of the year. Oh, fuck. We did uh, a, a, a New, New Year's, Year's Eve president. Pres- yep. uh, Fuck. Just like the first, uh, it was New Year's, right? Yeah. This is, we, we took a little bit of uh Hiatus? Of break. Yeah, there was, you know, some, some, uh, we were busy. We Just were, put it that way. We were busy. I've, we I was, busy. In, I've been promoted literally three times at work. I've been, I've been having an existential crisis. That's fine. At life. Existential? Whatever. Uh, but, uh, but otherwise we ended up. Uh, in the exact same place uh, that we were like last year at this at this time. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, we right. don't we don't want to release garbage out every week to week. We want every one of these podcasts that we make to be top quality. Well, I just I, I want to throw. Okay, is it okay if I throw a fucking like that uh, the elephant in the room right in front of us right now? Um. What what. I think there's a huge elephant in the room that... Wow, I, thanks, Joel. I've been trying to lose weight. And you're just you're gonna, so fat! Even, even... I'm just kidding. You're so fucking rude. I'm just kidding. You're beautiful. I want, I want everybody to know out there that you're all beautiful in your own way. You are beautiful. Don't fucking lie to them, Joel. In every single way. The only way people get better is by telling them that they're doing things wrong. And what can't bring you <laughs> down? That's Christina Aguilera. She doesn't lie. She's a celebrity. Yeah, anyway. celebrities never lie. Never. They become president. And Shakira's hips don't lie. They're celebrities on their that own. That is true, though. Left and right. Yeah. So, the big elephant in the room that I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to get your candid opinion on this yes is that our old friends because if you go back to the very first couple of episodes we're on there our old friends of course we're on there Th- those are our episodes yeah of last honest gamers oh are gone they've bounced yeah. they are no longer part of not a living geeks what do you think of that it's interesting you know I, I saw their birth and i was here to the uh to the death well they had a lot of uh listeners they did Right, yeah, and and a lot of their listeners were very game centric, um, so they're you know currently they're uh, we're we're trying to fill the void as far as podcasts who have you know who have game centric things. Now you and I are both gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been playing lately? 
just to fill that void. I'm going to try to fill that void a little bit until we get a until we get a podcast out there that's uh, game centric. What do well, you mean? I've been I've been really getting into For Honor. For Honor. Oh, the it's, beta, the live beta is open. Yeah. Well, the uh, the beta is closed now, and the actual game's out. But the, oh the, shit, really? Yeah. But the the game is amazing. Let me just say from the beta, son of a bitch, it's amazing. Awesome. It's it's totally different from any other game that you played before. Okay. Right? It's like Assassin's Creed when you go one v one against uh, AI or something. Right. Right. But it's it's a game where you can't just get lucky and just fucking three sixty no scope somebody. Even it's if you're up all night, you can't be up all night to get lucky. No, Joel. No, you can't. But, but this game takes pure <laughs> fucking skill. Really? Right? Which is something I really like because dedication to, to whatever fucking class or character that you choose, hmm. you can be phenomenal at that game. And that's something that if you just hop onto the game, you can't be... <clears throat> like, if you're just good at video games, you're not going to be good at this game. You it, have to actually take time to develop a character. It takes some time. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. That's one thing I really like about it. Awesome. Yeah. Now, you're more on the up-and-front game, like, uh, the games. You're always looking for something new, right? Yeah. To enjoy yourself with. Me, I'm always stuck in the past. Like, I've been I've been working on Last of Us, the you know, the very first Last of Us. No, you've been working on Overwatch. And Every I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. No, I've been playing Last of Us the last couple like of days. You're, like, 150 ranked above me. But I'll tell you. You little shit. I'll tell you, the one game that I literally, uh, recently just beat was Resident Evil 7. Mm, that's right. Fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. I loved it. As a Resident Evil like fanatic, I, I've loved Resident Evil from from the uh, the very first Resident Evil with Jill Valentine and Leon S. Kennedy and mm-hmm. Ada Wong all the way down to number 7, which we're playing today. Right. Right. And even number six, I love six, even though people, for some reason, you know, uh, hate that fucking game. Yeah. But, uh, but seven has, I you mean. You little shit, you eat your food, god damn it. God damn I it. I spent all night cooking this. Lucas, you leave him alone. Um, that game is fucking phenomenal, dude. And if nothing else, it either makes you want to do one of two things. It either a makes you want to be in in uh, in Ethan's position, the main character, where he goes through a house. Yeah, no, I don't be in Ethan's. Absolutely, position. you do, dude. Fuck that. Or b it makes you want to have a family-oriented uh, horror house, like the one, um, you know, Jack and and Lucas and. I can't say it makes me want to do either. Actually. You know, I we just all I'm trying to say is we have enough family members in our in our. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, son. <laughs> knock them out but um but i'll fill in the other void because not only with uh uh night of the living i mean with night of the living geeks and and last honest gamers we've lost last honest gamers but we also lost uh the giant sword podcast which talked about anime and jrpgs and those kinds of things right so i want to talk about an anime i just watched okay have you ever watched an anime called samurai seven no it is an amazing amazing fucking anime, dude. So I watched the entirety of the anime, you know, at work because we have a lot of downtime. But have you, you know, you know the movie The Magnificent Seven, correct? Yeah. Or, it's all with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a man goes around recruiting seven cowboys, right? Six cowboys, including himself, mm-hmm. to defend a town from, from these bandits, bandits right? Yeah. 
literally the same thing. So it's it's about a um, a group of farmers who go looking for a samurai mm-hmm. who is uh, hoping to recruit other samurai to defend their village from these mechanized bandits that steal yeah. their rice and all their everything that they produce. Fucking phenomenal, dude. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't watched it yet, go out to your local Rasputin, uh, uh, Hollywood video. I don't care where you get your videos. Hollywood video. What is this, 19 fucking There's still a blockbuster out there, dude. Sadly, that's actually true. Yeah. I've been to it in, in Los Angeles. There you go. There is one. Go there and rent or buy or own. Or just go online and go to fucking... Shut your fucking Kit, mouth, Kit Jim. Fuck your shutting mouth, dude. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Go get Samurai 7. It is one of the most amazing and thrilling animes you will ever watch. You know, it reminds me. It's not an anime, but it is about Samurai. I'm going to say this as calmly as I can, which isn't very calm. I am so fucking excited for Samurai Jack. Dude. I am so fucking excited for Samurai Jack. So recently there was a clip uh, uploaded to Facebook from, uh, like, an exclusive clip from from Adult Swim for Samurai Jack of just some, I don't know if it's Jack himself or if it's actually an antagonist or a protagonist within Samurai Jack that is riding a motorcycle. That's Samurai Jack. And fighting the same mechanized robots that he fought in the movie. Yeah, that's Samurai Jack. That is Samurai Jack. That is Samurai Jack. On the motorcycle? Yeah, because he takes off the helmet, and it's Samurai Jack. Oh, shit. And he doesn't... Notice this. He doesn't have his sword. Huh. He's fighting with guns and and fucking their arms. He's, like, stabbing them with their own arms and shit. He doesn't have his own sword. The sword that is the only thing that can... The only thing that can defeat Aku. Aku. But not even defeat Aku. It's the only thing that can defeat him for a short time, remember? Yeah. Yeah. The sword cannot kill permanently kill Aku. I am so fucking excited. Not only that, but they're not bringing it back on any of those like adolescent television shows. Where we used to watch Samurai Jack was actual uh, Cartoon Network, right? Right. Now they're bringing it back on Adult Swim. Yeah, that's something I like. George uh, Tarvosky or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's he's making this for the people that actually watch the original series right. right this isn't this isn't a continuation this isn't a you know uh, remake or anything right this is a finale this is one season long this isn't like a one season and it gets renewed for a second season thing this is one season right to finish his story which like holy fucking shit if you've been watching yeah like I've been watching yeah I, it's so nice to have a conclusion absolutely so nice to have a conclusion finally and, and I think people should really prepare for that. Uh, so this is going back to Samurai 7. Okay, we're going to connect these two real quick. Okay. Samurai 7, the one thing that I notice is that in Samurai 7, you grow attached, right? So in Magnificent 7, right? Yeah. When you have all the, the seven cowboys, you, you get to know them within a period of about an hour and a half. And then the last half an hour is like the major battle, right? right? So you don't really get to grow and 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 learn about who these cowboy are, to to the point where you're you're sad that they die, minus Vincent D'Onofrio because you didn't want him to die. 
Well, because he was a mountain man, and he's also a kingpin. That's right. So. So, but in Samurai 7, it's literally like, I don't know, I want to say maybe like 27 to 30, like 45 minute episodes. Yeah. Where you're just learning about each one of these samurai. Okay. And you do not want any of them to die. Yeah. You're, you're like, if this guy dies, I'm I'm going to press... I'm going to riot. I'm going to riot. I'm going to be the only one at the Best Buy holding a sign saying, why did he have to die? Um, <laughs> uh, you you grow and you learn and you and you learn to love these samurai, these mm-hmm. people, you know? Yeah. And and then they die. They die right in front of you and, and it affects you personally almost. Yeah. You feel like you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, I really I've wanted to see... I've invested all this time into these characters, exactly. and now... Samurai gonna... Jack, I've invested years of my life into. Years, dude. Yeah. I've watched him grow with the, with the fucking Irishman. Ooh. Right? Uh, Scotsman. Scotsman, thank you. Scotsman. I apologize. Yeah, you blimey cunt. You blimey cunt. <laughs> I, I've watched him grow. Do you think he's going to make an appearance? Oh, dude... If there isn't an appearance, I'm going to be really fucking upset. One of my favorite episodes That's is my when... favorite fucking character. One of my favorite episodes is when they rescue his wife. One of my favorite episodes is when him, the, the Scotsman, and Samurai Jack are on a boat together. Right. Right. And they're going down, they're trying to get to a teleporter or something like that, and they hear sirens. They hear uh, fucking mermaids singing, yeah. right? And the sound of their voice intoxicates men and, like, brainwashes and everything. And Jack falls under their spell, right? But then the Scotsman's like, These blimey bitches can't <laughs> sing for shit! Right? And, and, and he ends up saving Jack and all these other yeah. guys because he's a fucking Scotsman. Right. And he doesn't want no tiny bitches. Right. Yeah. He so wants them big bitches. I love dude. that fucking Hell episode. yeah. So, okay, perfect. So, so yeah, so you you yourself have grown up with Samurai Jack. Yes. And this is the final season. How are you going to feel if the final season ends with his death? It has as, to as long as Aku is defeated. As long as Aku is in the end defeated, I will feel okay. There you go. Because if Aku ends up still controlling the world, and Jack's dad, and it's just like, oh, well, you've spent your entire childhood and part of your adulthood uh, trying to defeat Aku and living up the Aku, family yeah. name. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and just fucking blew it. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to be happy with that. Drink Aku. Eat Aku. Aku. Um, fantastic, dude. I, I'm excited. Do you know when the release date is of uh, that? March. I want to say it's March something. Like March either, it's like 11th or 14th or something like that. It's around there. It's coming up soon. Coming up soon. Shit. Less than a month. Well, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned, folks. I'm going to watch every single episode. Enough with that. Let's get back to what Drunk Cast is. Um, At least, you know, J-J-R-U-N-K-C-A-S-T. I'm sorry, I haven't said that in a while. Um, Let's get back to what Drunk Cast is... is, uh, is you know the meat and the bones of drunk cast. Yeah. Um, we just saw something. You know, going back to Aku. Fuck. Hypnosis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Samurai Jack. Over people and all that stuff. That shit freaks me out. Hypnosis. So yeah, 
So, a movie just came out called, uh, just came out today, called Get Out. Get Out. Get Out. And I will say, that was only said once the entire movie. I thought it was going to be, like, repeated throughout the entire movie. It was only said once. It was only said once, yeah. It was only said once, but phenomenal movie. Yeah. So, we just saw Get Out, and it was a Jordan Peele movie from yeah. the infamous duo Key and Peele. Yeah. Mad uh, TV. I mad, don't care what anybody says. That's Mad TV. They thing, started so. Mad TV. Yeah. They started in Mad TV, I should say. Oh. Um, man. Uh, sorry. Before we continue, we've completely forgot. What are we drinking? Well, you tell me what I'm drinking, because I sure so, fuck don't know. So I just served Jim his drink, and it is a mixture of vodka, whiskey, and rum with Coke. Uh, me, however, I am drinking lime... Whiskey and Coke. You put the lime in the Coke canut and you shake it all up. And that's drunk cast <laughs> for this week. No, um <laughs> So so anyway, so back to back to what we were talking about. We watched Get Out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. It's great. Directed and produced it. Now the one thing now, without spoiling too much, because there was a huge twist at the end. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, but when I went into that movie, I thought I knew how, what the entire fucking thing was. Absolutely. I, like I, I had every single character down for what they were supposed to be. I'm, th- yeah, I thought but, so too. But I was wrong. I was even whispering to you things that would probably happen yeah. later on. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yep. But there was a big twist at the end that neither of us saw coming, yep. which was amazing. Yeah. Now, sure. but let's go into the to the meat of the the movie. Yeah. The main thing revolves around, I'm sure, as people can guess from the previews, hypnosis. Right. So of course, this this young African American male, 26 years old, as a matter of fact, same age as myself. Yeah. Um, named Chris. Is dating this young Caucasian white woman, mm-hmm. uh, which they never get into the age. You know that girl could could have been like fifty. She was hot as fuck, dude. Fair enough. Ten out of ten. That's, <laughs> ten. that's all. I, that's the only age I needed. <sighs> ten out of ten. Yeah. So that's either ten years old, which is very wrong, or either uh, either that or one thousand and ten years old, which is super wrong. That one's not super wrong. It's super wrong. If you're a thousand and ten years old, you, you probably know a lot more about life. You are dead if you were a thousand and ten years old, Jim. Are you? You are fucking an exhibit. Can you, can you tell me right the, now? Can you tell me right now? And I'm going to drink because I'm getting off topic. Can you tell me right now for a hundred percent fact that there's nobody on this planet that's not a hundred and ten years old? For a fact. Can you? One thousand and ten is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Not a hundred and ten. One thousand and ten. One hundred percent for a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't because I've never been all the way around the world exactly. and met every single person. Exactly. So I suppose there could be some sort of fucking witchery that's mm-hmm. happening in some sort of Norwegian town. <laughs> Open your <laughs> fucking muffin, right? Was, fucking. Now. I was trying to. I'm sorry. You fat piece of shit. I'm so hungry. Jim. Why does it have to be Norwegian? Jim is opening a fucking... What are those called? Opened. And it's a her, her hostess... Cupcake? Cupcake. Jim is opening a cupcake right now. 
probably okay. he's probably the fattest man I've ever known, <laughs> and yet I have like a hundred and ten pounds on him. Is this man can't wait, you know, like twenty five more minutes for for a I'm podcast? So, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Anyway, back, back to the we're, right, we so, were both off topic. Take a drink. Take okay, a drink. Okay. So, let me get back to this. Hold on. So anyway, so besides you fucking one thousand and ten year old women. No, no, I want to get back to this for serious. God, help the movie me. is great, but it brought up something that we both agreed is one of our greatest fears. Huge fear was not being able to control, to control your own body. Control your own body via hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Or any sort of like, you know, I mean, lobotomy Paralysis, and that kind of shit. Yeah. Any of that. Any of that shit. Scariest fucking thought in the world. And yeah. they painted a picture that was almost like. It was almost synonymous with, with how I see it. You know, seeing your own world, seeing how you perceive your window right now, how you're looking at your phone, listening to Drunk Ass, wondering why the fuck am I listening to this two-bit fucking <laughs> podcast. Don't, don't tell them. Oh, shit. They don't know how bad they've got it. Um, but, like, sinking past that and not being able to move your actual physical appendages, but being stuck in your own mind. Not even that. The fact that Somebody, like, especially if it's hypnosis, somebody else could um, put something into your thought process. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, you always only use your left hand. Right. Or something like that. It's terrifying to me knowing that I'm not in control of my entire body. Right. And there's a lot of people who are affected like that. Yeah. Like, in and real that, life. That's, that's a real thing. That's like, a hypnosis real thing. Hypnosis is fucked up. Our uncle Fred knows how to knows how to hypnotize people. He's from New Orleans. Was he talking him to death? Were you just talking him into a paralysis? Let's take a drink. <laughs> Let's take a drink. No, he actually offered to hip- hypnotize me once. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Fuck that, dude. I, that's my first Fuck words out of my mouth. that. He is not part of the actual bloodline family, dude. He's trying no, to... No, 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 no. I love Fred. Okay? I love Fred, too. I love Fred. And I, I trust love... Fred, too. No. However... No. No, 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 no. no. He on. hypnotizes people. No, I on. used to trust Fred until two <laughs> seconds ago when you told me he hypnotizes people. No, hold Fuck on. Fuck that. He doesn't... Now, hold up. He doesn't make eggs right. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Okay, no. I'm just kidding, Fred. If you're listening to this podcast, we love you very much. I love you very much, Fred. I don't know about Joel. You might want to. You might want to question. I Joel. love you so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but Fred. Um, one thing that I really like about Fred is that he's always helpful. Right, he's not saying, "Yeah, let me hypnotize you just because I can do it." No, oh, he's yeah. like, "Let me help hypnotize you if you have problems with anxiety." Oh yeah, right, something, something like that. I still don't trust it. I do not like hypnotism because it's not you actually controlling your body. It's not you trying to fix your own problems. Uh, office Space. Let's bring it back. Oh, office shit. Space is a great movie, right? You've seen Office Space? Yeah, hell yeah. And the whole premise of that is this guy gets hypnotized. 
yeah. into actually doing what he really wants. Yeah, he's 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 not caring. So like the hypnotist. Give me a fuck about what anybody in, in Office Space, the hypnotist tells the main character. I always forget his name, but the main character he tells him, you know, um, for when I count to three, you will not care about what anybody else has to say around you. Um, or what anybody of authority has to say about what you are doing. You will only care about what you truly care about, and you will only be relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, goes, he counts to three. And then he goes, okay. He starts counting to three. He, no, he counts to three. And then he goes, okay, when I count to three again, you will snap back to reality, you know? Because he just yeah. wants to bring him into a comfort zone for a while. Right. And then he counts to two and has a heart attack. Yeah, and dies. And dies. So leave, leaving him in his hypnotic state. Yeah, not caring hypnotic yeah. state. Now, in that instance, would you say hypnosis is good? Because I still don't say it is. No, it isn't. I yeah. would say no. Um, I'm going to let you viewers at home, or listeners at home, uh, decide whether that's good or not. But, like, honestly, even as we see in office space, like... Being stuck in that mentality is not your actual mentality. Your actual mentality is with all those anxieties and nervousness. Yeah, and and fighting through it. Yeah. Right? That is the the problems and fighting through it. That is the shit that teaches you what you have to do. Like what that that is a learning experience. Yeah. If you live life without a worry, you're not learning anything. No. Just bring it to the other part. The paralysis. The worst part, in my opinion, because I, paralysis, I have sleep paralysis, right? Or at least I really, I had a bad case of it when I was a kid. So sleep paralysis really messes me up, right? I'm horrified about it. And um, what do you think about it? Sleep paralysis, I've only ever really had one situation where I I had a a sleep paralysis uh, situation. At least this is what I think was sleep paralysis, now, those, like, once again, those, those listeners at home, there may be somebody who's listening to this podcast that may actually have had or does have a psychological defect of sleep paralysis and wakes up. It's not, con- really, it's not really a defect. It's just, from what I understand, at least my understanding uh-huh. of it, is a lot of it's stress-induced, a lot of it's, like, uh, what you eat, and it's, uh, it's, it's not fun. Would you say that? Fair enough. Maybe it's a part of somebody's actual physical being, and I apologize for saying defect. <laughs> but um, but I've only ever had one situation where I was literally like, I, I woke up, my eyes were open. I was in a situation where I was cognate. I was looking around. I saw the real world, but I couldn't move. Could not move. Mm-hmm. Um, that situation, I was I was actually in a friend's house in Scotts Valley, California. Very close to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, and I was sleeping on a couch. I was a young kid. I was maybe in, goodness gracious, maybe in seventh grade. Um, and I was I was sleeping on a couch, and I had the covers over my head. Um, and I, as I was sleeping, I had a dream where I was in my own living room. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting on the couch, a black box fell through the sky, through my roof, and and that was the funny thing about it. The roof, it fell through the roof, but there was no no debris. Mm-hmm. Landed on it's the ground. Yeah. It's a dream. So it landed on the ground in front of me. I was very scared, and I asked the box, 
what are you? You know, what is your name? And the box floats in the sky and slowly starts to turn and says, my name is. And I remember because it was a very like, very staticky kind of voice. And as soon as he says, my name is, before he says the name, or it says the name, I woke up. You just assumed it's gender? This box is gender? shit. God, did you not learn anything from our social justice warrior episode? I'm so sorry. I thought this was the 1950s. Uh, so, so, um, so I wake up in this blanket, right? And I'm looking through this, like, fog of pink and white because that's the color of the blanket. But the thing that I notice, the main thing that I notice is that I want 100% so badly to sit up and take a breath. Yeah. Gasp of breath. I can't do any of that. I am gasping for air. My arms won't move. My legs won't move. And that lasted for maybe about three seconds. And those were the most frightening three seconds of my life. Almost. Yeah. So, it... It's one of those, like, situations where I'm like, sleep paralysis... If there's people who live with that on a daily basis, that is probably the most messed up, most... It's frightening. Yeah, it's got to be one of the most frightening things in the world. Yeah, I, um, at least in my case, uh, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I, uh, I had it a lot as a kid. Yeah. Right? And, um, the summer of my junior year, I had it really bad. And I was also going to therapy at the same time. And, um, and I remember there was two nights in a row where I was, I was having this dream where... I would wake up, and uh, when I wake up, this shadowy man, it's like a, just a shadowy figure of a man, it's not, it's not even a man, would walk up to my bed every night, very calmly, walk right up to me and strangle me until I wake up. Right? Okay. And, and, and this is me laying in my bed, I can't move, I can't breathe, can't do anything, and I'm trying my hardest to just move my hand, right? And that happened two nights in a row. And... I, went, I was going to my counselor at the time, and as I'm talking to her, telling her about this, she said, um, have you tried anything different? Have you ever tried to not struggle or, you know, just try something different than you normally do? So I, I said no, and I tried it out, and the next night, I tried not doing that, and it worked, right? The guy came up to me again. Came up to me to strangle me, but this time I wasn't struggling. I was relaxed, and it, it was upset with me. That's all I remember. It was very upset that I wasn't, like, struggling. And it was shaking me, and then next thing I know, it, it was gone. I didn't have the problem for, for years, right? And then uh, that was when I lived in Southern California. And I moved up here, and, like, my first year up here, I'll never forget, one night... Uh, I, I can't remember what was going on in my life. Uh, There's some stuff going on. And um, and then I remember I woke up one day, or one night, and I couldn't move. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's sleep paralysis again. And I start trying to move it, and I look at my door, and the door's open. I always keep my door closed, so I know I'm in a dream state, but still. Door's open, and there's a little girl this time. So a little girl that walks right up to me, puts her th- hands on my throat, and strangles me, laughing 
and and strangles me till I die. And has it happened since then? That was uh, 2014. So sleep paralysis, hypnosis, anything mentally, psyche, insanity, any of that shit. Like I, I don't. I hate that stuff because that's to me that's an actual fucking like something that I can actually relate to. I hate that kind of shit. Oh yeah, like I like as a. As a person who's never gone through that kind of stuff on a nightly basis myself, like I've only ever had one situation with that kind of, with that kind of feeling, with that kind of action. And I have to say, if I had to go through that whole thing night by night myself, I don't know how I would survive. So I got to say the people who, who actually live through that night by night and actually like survive it and talk to people and get it's help. It's something you just get used to it. You either you get, know, I mean... It's, it's not something yeah, you really go for help with because it's it's not something you can you really have control over. What I'm trying to say is you gotta be strong. And I yeah. and that's that's something I envy because I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> get out. Yeah. Um, uh, talks kind of about that. I mean, you know, of course the it doesn't go that deep into the hypnosis part, yeah. but but what it does get into in the movie is something that I feel like it can relate to. Yeah. And and I know a lot of other people can, right? Right. Where you can see what's going on. You can see what, what you see, but you can't do anything. Right. You can't move. And one thing I did like in the movie is that it very... Like, it doesn't make you think very long... Like, did that really happen? Kind of thing? Yeah. It, it tells you immediately that it actually happened. Oh, yeah. Like, he he sits down and accidentally gets into a situation where he is hypnotized. Yeah. And ends up losing control of his own cognition and losing control of his own body. Yeah. Um, and the next, you know, he he does that whole cliche. That's what I loved about it. They did a cliche mixed with something that you've never seen done before. Right. So they do a cliche of him waking up in the bed after that whole scene where yeah. he like he sinks into the ground. And a cliche where yeah. it's like, oh my god, did that actually did happen? Did that actually that, happen? That, that ran through my head too. I'm like, that totally happened. That, there's yeah. no way that was just That a wasn't dream. a dream, right? Yeah. And then he, he goes... Very quickly. Tells very you. quickly he talks to uh, a certain individual... And that individual says that he was there in that room for a very long time last the the yeah. night before, which was you know kind of a a nod to the people in the audience that he was there, and yeah. they're getting straight to the point. Yeah, they're not they're not beating around the bush like making you making you think like oh is this actually yeah. happening or is this all in his head kind of thing. It tells you this is actually happening exactly. very quickly. Yeah, so that's that is a that's probably one of the. They do a lot of favors to the audience. Yeah. Like, not only do they make, like, a lot of smart people feel smarter, but they make a lot of dumb people feel smart, I feel like. How so? Because they kind of walk them through the process of building a horror movie. That's true. If you didn't notice, like, it's not just a a different way of looking at kind of like a psychotherapy 
hypnosis horror movie yeah. but it's also people giving like it's it's jordan peele giving a slight nod to the audience of this is how this shit works right right this is what the twist like he gives about like four four small like really small mini twists and then gives one large twist yeah. at the end for all the smart people. I would say at least like two big twists. There's there's never a twist that like changes the entire movie. Okay. But there are things that are like, oh shit, that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, folks, we are 36 minutes into this podcast, so right now, if you haven't seen, get out, stop the podcast and get out and get get out. <laughs> And watch that movie because well, I'll tell you right now, really, really quick, and we're gonna leave five seconds for you to stop the podcast. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Ready? Alert. Five, four, four three, three, two, three, one, one. <laughs> Spoilers. Okay. So okay. So the uh, the the like the first mini twist, right? Yeah. Is that um. <laughs> the whole the, the kind of like there's right there's so the first the so first Chris the right, first for, for the uh, Chris now, being auctioned off right um, yeah, so that shows you a little the, bit of an uh, insight uh, of Chris. like how uh, now one thing that they kind of address but they never talk about like they don't actually get into it why black people right. They really don't. So they kind of they no, said no, he even asked. He goes, "Why?" Yeah, black he people? says, "Why black people?" At the end, and and he and and the guy, the the he he plays uh, Jesse James from News Radio. <laughs> I always forget the actor's name, but he's wonderful. He's also in Office Space. Is he really? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm sorry. No. Never mind. I'm just thinking of something completely different. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, plays Joshy Jams on news radio. Look it up. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. You'll know him when you see him. He claims that the the reason why black people are chosen this day and age is because they're the most popular race right now. Yeah. What with Black Lives Matter, basketball. Well, in all fairness, he doesn't even say that. Like it, it they they kind of show it right because yeah. she looks up the NCAA. And and it, and <laughs> he says that they have peak physical prowess. But does does he even get into that? He just says. Yeah, he kind of does. I mean, he flashes yes, yeah. back to that girl feeling his fucking bicep and shit. Okay. You know. Okay. So they want to put themselves in 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 people who. Well, he have... just, he says why why black people and and then he goes well. Um, that's just how it is, right? And then yeah. they do the flashback of, yeah. of him showing it's his muscles. It's like they want people of of, uh, of advanced, the shit, the shit. Yeah. advanced uh, like physique yeah, and, and shit like that. And he even chooses the, the ending where the blind guy chooses Chris because of his eyes kind of thing. Right, he goes, I don't give a shit what your color is, I want those eyes. Because Chris is a photographer, yeah. so was that dude. He was a very famous photographer that Chris knew. Yeah. And, you know, he said Chris had a very good eye. Right. Um, but, of course, the whole big twist is, and like I said, once again, spoilers, the big twist is that they're not brainwashing these black people. They're actually... Taking over their bodies. Hypnotizing them, taking the old brain that the white people had, 
and putting them... The old white people. The old white people taking their brain and putting it into the healthy, young black bodies that these black people have. Yeah. Now, one thing that gets me is the... Hard? Does it get you hard? Everything gets me hard. You know (laughs) But... One thing that dead gets puppies. me... Dead puppies. Please stop. <laughs> Alright? This is, this is oh, a family show. Okay? We've, been, we've been gone for so long. We have no viewers to lose, Jim. We have... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what gets you? Don't worry. We're, we're going to get the dead puppy crowd. Now. Oh, God. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Necrophilia. Somebody gets me. Necropuppyphilia. <laughs> um... The grandparents are in these bodies of the... The housekeepers the and the groundskeepers yeah. of the, now, the original white people. Yeah. Why the fuck are they being housekeepers? Are they only being housekeepers because there's a guest? Like, are they normally just lounging about going, Oh, Lordy, it's, it's hot out here. Right? Or are they always doing that? Are they always taking care of the house? Good question, dude. They never address that. That is a very, very good question. I, you know, that, actually, I didn't even think about that. That's very, yeah. Like, why would they even be... Why would they be servants, right? It's completely... kids. It's completely suspicious. Yeah. You know? And, and I understand the black dude, uh, remember when he goes out for a cigarette? Yeah. Right? The black dude runs by him. He even apologizes for it later. What's the deal with that? Because they don't say why he did that. Sure, don't get me wrong, it's spooky, right? It right, sure, it looks like very it's, creepy. It's a scary fucking scene, right? Yeah, just yeah. seems sprinting at you. Are you saying that a black man running at night is scary? A black man running... No, no, not even a black man. Whoa. Anybody sprinting at me Whoa. at midnight is scary. I'll have you know, Obama deserved that third term, but he never got it. You're right. Trump stole it. And then evicted them from the house. It's fucked up. But, um... <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they never explained why. Like, so, I'll say is that... that, is that like, who, who is that? I what? understood. I kind of understood to the point where I was like, oh, okay, they're... they're when they explain that, you know, the grandmother... Spoilers again. The grandmother's brain is now in the brain... In the body of the young... African American woman, mm-hmm. and the the grandfather's brain is in the brain in the body of the young African American man. I understood that you know she was kind of checking herself out in the mirror all the time because she loved the youth. She was looking and yeah, she loved, she the, loved youth. the youth yeah. and the fact that she can be all beautiful and shit. And and the grandfather was like sprinting at night at high velocities because. That is the time of night where nobody's supposed to be awake and he can finally use the abilities that he gained upon moving his brain into an African-American okay. young man. Okay. That makes sense. Now, let me ask you something else. Okay. Question. All right. <laughs> okay, so with that... <laughs> so, you notice at the beginning when he gets there, okay. he's taking out his clothes and shit. Right. That... Trap door or whatever it's called, the little door, is open. Right. But he doesn't go into it. Right. right? He just sees it and keeps doing his stuff. 
And then later on in the movie, he actually goes into it and sees the pictures of his girlfriend with, with all these multiple people. black. Yeah, and young she men. she had said at the beginning that he's his, uh, her first black boyfriend, right? So that's when you kind of know, oh shit, she's you know she's in on it. Yeah. But um, let me ask, who opened that door? Was that on purpose for him to find out? Were the were the brainwashed people opening that door? Because if so, I thought that they their minds are taken over. Oh, yeah. So who, why do they leave that door open at the beginning? And they kind of do. Like, half of me likes to think that it was maybe, like, the groundskeeper that slightly opened it with that sliver piece. You, you would think it would be the, the housekeeper. Possibly. I mean, maybe they just fucked up. And maybe maybe the white the white family just fucked up and accidentally left it open, you know, yeah. maybe. Um, but uh, but they seem but, like such people that are used to doing this. That so they, they wouldn't leave they any. Wouldn't leave obvious things. Yeah. Right. Especially if she's staying in that room with him, they wouldn't leave such obvious clues. Right. So I don't know. I I feel like when you see that at the beginning, you're like. I would go in there. Fuck, yeah. If I was, if I were him, at the very beginning of the movie, when it's open, I'd be like, oh, what's in here? This is cool. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, a little crawl space. What's yeah, in here? Exactly. That'd be the first thing I look at. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, she lied to me. There's probably something fishy going on here. Yeah. Because this is the groundskeeper and Whoa. some other people. Where's the actual fish, right? Because, you know, you said there's fishy and there's a pond right nearby. There might be fish. Well, I was drunk as for this week. No, um, no, I agree. It was, it was very, very fishy, and, I mean, I understand like he didn't really pay too much attention to that thing because he saw it. You yeah. see, like you see the camera pans over, which shows his point of view, yeah. and he sees the that door open, but then he sees the cigarettes, and the cigarettes are a little bit more important to him at that point because he's not thinking too much as far as the maniacal sense. And then right. later on, he he notices it again, so I kind of understand that kind of co- uh, the cognitive displacement of the door, because he you know he notices the door and he's like oh that's weird, and then he's like oh cigarettes perfect, so he goes and you know he's like oh if I ha- if I smoke a cigarette the stress will be gone, it's done, mm-hmm. right, and then he forgets all about the door because then it gets hypnotized. But, but the thing is, he never smokes that cigarette. Does if he? you think about it, he goes outside, the he like he has a cigarette in his hand, he's about to smoke it, then the uh, groundskeeper runs past him, then he No, first he sees uh, the first the he housekeeper. sees the, the housekeeper, right? And yeah. then the groundskeeper runs by him. And then he sees and the housekeeper like, again. This is weird as fuck, so then yeah. he goes inside. Maybe there was I mean it could never show him smoking a cigarette. They never do that? show him smoking the cigarette, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe but the... I, I, probably I'm digging too deep on it. It's it's a great movie. I really yeah. liked it. It was an awesome movie. Was I thought awesome it was movie. very, very well done. I didn't like the the audience oh, <laughs> that we dude. were with. But... The audience was very, like... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like... Because, like, well, I was... I, I get it, but, you know, I've been... They cheered ever, after... No, 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 no. We, like, you go to see the Avengers. Right. Loki's defeated. Right. Crowd is silent. They watch the fucking movie. Yeah, Loki's... Maybe, maybe, maybe round of applause at the end of the movie. Maybe, movie. maybe, yeah. Right. You see, mm. he's saving Private Ryan in the theaters. Right. 
Saving right? Private crowd, Ryan. Crowd is like, oh my god, it's so into oh it. Oh my so god, like, so incredible. Oh, they saved, they saved him, right? right? Super happy. Round of applause at the end of the movie. Every single white person that died in this fucking movie, every single time they got stabbed, yeah. or killed, yeah. or fucking beaten, yeah. round of applause. Absolutely. By the entire crowd that we were with. Okay, so again, spoilers. The father of the family gets speared with a fucking um, deer. Uh, taxidermied deer, a deer head, right, with the horns. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, as soon as that happened... We heard it within the audience. Whoa! Yeah! Whoa! Yeah! You got what you fucking deserved, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, dude, no joke. It, I've, I've never heard such passion, dude. I was so happy. And it wasn't just one person. It was the entire fucking audience. And you know, and there for was... me, it, like, I feel like me saying it is a little biased because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a white man, so I'm, I'm fucking. That has to be it. But, but. But even then, you're not that white, dude. Like, I felt safe because I was Nicaraguan. (laughs) I felt really safe because I was like, yeah, both my parents are Hispanic. Like, I have a a very big beard, which kind of makes me Middle Eastern. (laughs) I'm fine. And I look around. If you didn't notice, there was like two or three white people that didn't seem to be with anybody of ethnic background. Yeah. They were uh, eyes to the floor walking out of that theater. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the movie itself. The movie itself is fantastic, but the audience we were with was very pro kill those white people in that movie, which is fine because white people are the devil. Yeah, it's fine (laughs) because they were you know insane psychopaths. But the people that were in the movie theater did not scream because they were psychopaths. They screamed because they were white. They said, "Kill those white bitches." Yeah, and it's like. It's like, I get it, you know, in, in, in the movie, those guys are pieces of shit. Yeah. But if they were, if they were all, like, fucking Asian, and there was a Indian dude being hypnotized and sold into oh, fucking dude. that, into uh, mental slavery, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't dude, fucking cheer. What the fuck? Not, not even that. I went to Devil's Rejects first night it opened. Yeah. I went to the Devil's Rejects alone. Right? Mm-hmm. First night it opened, and when, when one of them died, yeah, nobody cheered. Yeah. Nobody said anything. <laughs> like, okay. Dude, Schindler's List. I saw Schindler's List in, in fucking theaters. And when the Jews were saved, didn't anybody clap? Nobody clapped. When, when, the, when that Nazi was hanged at the end of the movie, yeah. nobody clapped. Like, Because they're all Nazis, Joe. <laughs> Only Nazis buy movie tickets these, day, these days. <laughs> All the regular Demo- uh, uh, Republican Americans are buying uh, are, are on Netflix or, or downloading it. Dude, I, it's just like... No, I'm just it was eye-opening to me. Listen, I've I, never I'll, seen that. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Maybe we had maybe we had a weird crowd. Maybe we had a weird crowd. But... Where they were just like pro, like, fuck those people. Or maybe we heard them wrong. Maybe. I doubt that. But I'll say... I'll also because say... Because I'm not very biased with that. Because <laughs> I'm white and Hispanic, I yeah. can see both perspectives. I'll say this. The white girl that was sitting next to us, yeah. like two seats away, yeah. when, when all the people behind us were saying, like, don't do that, don't do that, and, like, spouting out racial slurs, right? As, yeah. as far as, like, friendly banter, like, you know, as Friendly shit, yeah. yeah. I looked at that white girl. 
she was eyes to the floor, like hands in her pockets. Yeah. She was very like, she just wanted to get out. So I was like, wow, what a hostile environment for this. But, but at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think that, uh, we're playing a victim card here. No, hell right? no. Because this is, this is something fucking black people and, and Hispanic people have to deal with every day. Yeah. Every time there's a, a movie where the Hispanic or the black guy is the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But but at the same time, even in those movies, I've never seen anybody cheer. Dude, for, I'll say for this. For the bad guy's death. For any death. I'll say I've this. I've never seen anybody cheer. I went to a cult. Uh, uh, I went to a cult, and we sacrificed. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I went to a cult classic cinema, like, premiere of uh, American History X, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the main bad guy there is, is uh, a neo-Nazi played by Ed Norton, right? Yeah. No claps, no nothing. Yeah. People watched it, got out, yeah. done. So it was very weird. Like, I guess it was, I, I chop it up to the crowd that we were with. Uh, I agree. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like, and, and I swear I'm going to say this and people are going to hate me and think I'm fucking racist, but... <laughs> we'll get that uh, that southern crowd. But I'm going to say... Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Jim, don't you say this. I'm going to say this. Okay. Might edit this out later. That's okay. Uh, I've never been to a Medea movie. All right, I've never been to <laughs> and uh, a death at a funeral. I saw that in theaters. The new <sighs> one, not the British one. The new one where it's all the black people and then the the midget who was actually uh, Tyrion Lannister. Anyways, um, uh, I went to death at a funeral. That one. And nobody, nobody fucking cheered when the bad guy got defeated or any of that shit. You know, it could be the crowd. I, I chop it up to the crowd, dude. I think it's a very, like, segregated generation we're in right now. Like a Unfortunately, lot of, I, I agree. A sure. lot of people are separated. Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, those kinds of things. And, and people are very... No Lives Matter. No Lives... Uh, no. Yeah, fucking fuck yeah. Uh, I think it's very, like, uh, the popular thing right now is to be the unliked minority mm-hmm. or or be the popular majority. Yeah. You know? And and if you want to be edgy, you support Trump. If you don't want to be edgy, yeah. you, you wish Obama had a third term. <laughs> so it's like, it's whatever. And I think, honestly, I think Jordan Peele was, like, in the whole meta of it all. Oh. Was totally pinpointing exactly like this movie was a movie that was aimed towards that mass populace of Facebook users who click like on on the you know. Not even that. I think he he made a really good movie. No, he did. Uh, Closing just just to end it regarding that Jordan Peele. Yeah. How do you think he did? Directorial debut. Dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Key and Peele, yeah. I watch maybe one or two skits every, one, every once in a while, but I've never actually sat through a whole episode of Key and Peele. Really? Like, I think they're... I love Key and Peele. I think they're funny. Hilarious. I think every skit that I've ever seen, Yeah. hilarious. I've never I've never actually, like, sat down and said, nah, it's fine. 
You know, I've, I've always laughed. Yeah. Um, the Racist Zombies are one of my favorite <laughs> That's skits. That's a good one. Yeah. This is the first thing that I've watched beginning to end that was made from either Key or Peele. Okay. Um, Jordan Peele, as far as directorial and pro- production goes, I thought he made a phenomenal movie. Out of 10, I give it a 9.5. I give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Nice. It's it's something that keeps you engaged. It was completely new. That's, to me, in today's day and age where everything's getting fucking remade and rebooted and all that shit. Yeah. Completely new. Fair enough. And I really liked that. Um, Great. And and I'm a a huge Keen Peele fan. I I watch their skits all the time. Um, I liked him more on Matt TV. That's... Honestly, Matt TV is what they're more famous for. Like that A.A. Ron, Balake. You done, you done messed up, A.A. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. yeah. That, I loved that fucking skit. So, um, huge fan. And, and the fucking Luther uh, thing. The Luther, Obama's anger translator. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Right? So, so, yeah. Um, so, I know, I really liked it. And I'm excited to see what he does in the future. Yeah, I am. I am too. If he decides that he wants to do another horror movie as a horror movie fanatic, I would love to see it. Yeah, not even a horror movie, just any kind of movie. Somebody brought up a good point. I heard this earlier. When they do skits of Keen in in Keen Peel mm-hmm. of like action movies, even though it's a skit, they make it look like an actual action movie. Even yeah, if it's true. a zombie thing. Even though it's a skit, they make it look like an actual zombie movie. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, it's it's really cool to see them actually put in real effort into yeah. a movie. Like even Keanu. Keanu, yeah, Keanu. it was yeah. about a cat gangster. Yeah. And it was actually, like, if there was, was, a, pretty, if there was, was supposed really to be funny, a yeah. movie about a cat gangster, that's yeah. what it would be. And it was this pretty is, funny. And, and this is their second movie, right? Yeah. 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 Wait, so, that wouldn't make this his debut, would it? It would kind of make it his debut because this is him director. as a standalone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think I think definitely number one. This is a a plus movie. Yeah. It deserves its one hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. All right. Well, all those aside, let's see what kind of audience we get this time around, huh, Jim? You betcha. Till on next like fucking month and a half, I ate us. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening in. Thank you so much for your patience. If you're listening to this and you've listened to us before. Thank you so much. So much. Oh my God. What can I do for you? Take off your pants. You know what? Just take it off. Take off your fucking (laughs) pants. I want to hear those belts jingle. You, oh my God. I swear to God, if those pants, if those pants are off in 30 seconds. I just, I want to, oh my God, let me suck that cock. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to our brand new episode of Drunk Cast. I'm Joel. And I'm Jim. Y'all have a good night.